Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. It is Tuesday, May 14th, 2019. Welcome to episode 77 of the From the Press Box podcast here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here around these parts. And of course, I'm joined every week by my fantastic co-host, the one, the only, the very knowledgeable, Mr. Rick Stevens, our editor-in-chief and founder here at Rocket Sports Media. Excited to be here on this uh, Tuesday in May. A rainy seven degrees in Montreal today, a little bit damp and chilly. Yeah, it's been downright frigid here in Pennsylvania. I'm all for a cool spring, cool rainy spring, but it's uh, taking it to the extreme a little bit. But it's all right. It's all right. We need the rain. Come August, I'll be wishing it was 50 and rainy. So can't complain. Well, one way to keep warm to today is for you to do the bird dance on National Bird Dance or dance like a a bird or dance like a chicken. I guess in the States, it's the chicken dance, right? It's the chicken dance here. here. And it's quite prominent in the parts of the, of the country I live in, in the, in the polka capital, you know, Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. Dutchies. We like their polkas and the chicken dance is uh, quite, quite popular around these parts. Oh, I thought I'd man- mention that to include you because you always get mad when I mention National Cherry Pie Day or whatever. So it's not National Cherry Pie Day. On Friday, it is oh, National Cherry National Cherry Cobbler Day on Friday. Oh, that's a very cobbler is a very uh, underrated, fabulous alternative to pie. It's like pie and cake all together, and it's quite tasty. Cherry po- cherry cobbler day on Friday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And like uh, for cobbler. those that are just joining, newly joining us, we you know we, yes we have requests to to do these national days from week to week. We'll, we'll tell you what we're going to we get do. to in in the hockey coverage in just a second. There's a there's plenty of it. Um, oh yeah. But um, yeah, we cherry just, cobbler takes um, precedence right now. Cherry cobbler, yeah. <laughs> Peach cobbler is very good too. <laughs> Blueberry, rhubarb, huckleberry. I'm sure there's plenty that we could come up with. So, so today is National Chicken Dance Day. Friday is National Cherry Cobbler Day. And these national days sometimes sometimes lead to one of uh, your famous polls, which. There was a poll. Was there a poll last week? There was a poll last week on Twitter. Uh, Ran it for two days. I think everybody was on vacation last week. Um, But the one... Or they didn't like your poll. Or they didn't like my poll. And if it's the latter, then suck on my toe. Because it was a good poll. Uh, My poll had to do with wine had to do with wine. It was talking about what kind of wine is your favorite. We had four choices. Is it red? Is it white? Is it rosé? Or is it all of the above? Um, Red ran away with this one. Ran Hmm. away with it. 60% of the votes came in red wine. Um, In in a distant second place, 16% of the pollsters said all of the above a very close <laughs> which I'm melange, in that category yeah. a melange Mix them uh, the mealy milo okay. of wines right I don't know that we want a mealy milo of, of wine I think we just want we enjoy all we, n- non-discriminatory in the wine color selection in the grape uh, very closely behind that in third place at 14% was white and rosé despite it making a very trendy comeback in the last couple of years uh, in last place at 10%. So the people have spoken and red wine is 
by and large, the winner. Well, I'm glad we got so, yeah. that figured out. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I'll have to come up with a new poll for this week. It's not going to be about Cobbler. It's not going to be about the chicken dance. So to be determined, a yet-to-be-determined poll. Um, keep an eye open for it. should be good. I will note um, – well, I'll save that. I'll save that. First, I'm going to tell you, before, before, we, before we continue that, I will tell everyone what we've got in store for you, because as Rick said, uh, we do have just a packed show today. Uh, in our first segment, uh, of course, we're going to, fo- in our first segment, we always focus on uh, the AHL teams for the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers being the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and prospects of either team. And so uh, with both AHL teams out of the playoffs, uh, we just have a little bit of prospect news uh, for both teams, actually. Um, We'll talk about some some players of note who are in the news for both of those teams um, at the youth level. Um, in our second segment, we are going to provide an update on the Calder Cup playoffs and where they currently stand. When we when we met here last week, we were just getting things kicked off in the conference fi- division finals, uh, not conference, the division finals. Um, and now that that has kind of run its course, we'll tell you if uh, how those how those series are going and what's coming up this week. Um, in addition, there's some big time news that uh, I don't even know that the AHL's website has an actual release on it, but it's big news regarding the AHL that came out very recently um, that we didn't have time to talk about last week, but we want to talk about it this week because it's sure to have an impact league wide. Um, and in our final segment, we are going to take a peek into the IIHF World Championships currently taking place. See how, now that uh, the now that the tournament has gotten underway officially as of last Friday. Take a look at the standings. See how uh, all the teams are doing, and uh, remind you of of what players from the Canadians and the Flyers are representing different nations over there uh, in Bratislava. So that's going to be a great third segment as well, Rick. So we've got lots to talk about today. Maybe you should have a Game of Thrones poll. Like who's going to sit oh, on the I Iron should. Throne, you know, something like that. Oh, okay. A Game of Thrones poll. Game of Thrones. Don't get me started on this season of Game of Thrones. Just don't. Just don't. Don't get me started. Well, maybe we'll talk about it a bit next week when you, when it when that when it's uh, finally over and when uh, when you can uh, refer to the results of your poll. I think that's a good idea because I tell you what, if next week's episode goes the way the last few episodes have gone. If next week's episode goes the same way, never watching Game of Thrones again. <laughs> yeah. It goes for yeah. the rest of us. That's yeah. my threat. That's, never that's watching it again. A, mm-hmm. I'm done with it. I am done with Game of Thrones don't. after next week if they don't turn this around. So you're not watching <laughs> the wrap-up documentary <laughs> number seven. <laughs> that's a different show. Yeah. All right. Well, this will, you know, this might brighten your day. You know, the 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 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are certainly, um, you know, heating up and whatnot. But uh, Bruins and and Carolina tonight. I'm sure the Bruins are making all. Well, I, I think this is one thing that Habs and, and Flyers fans can unite on is their hatred of the Boston Bruins. So I don't think any anyone listening to us is probably very happy uh, with how that series is going. Who do you think is going to be in goal tonight for Carolina? How did I know you were going to ask me this? 
they have to, Carolina has to win this game tonight if they have any ch- chance. If 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 the Bruins go up three nothing in this series, they're done. Uh, but I think Morazic still shows up in the crease. I think he does. No, it's going to be McElhaney. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll, we'll meet see. back yeah, here next we'll week and find yeah. out. Because coming, if the Bruins get up three nothing. Well, let me just pull this out of my pocket. Today in Flyers history, May 14th, 2010, nine years ago on this day, was the day that the Philadelphia Flyers in the Eastern Conference semifinal. We don't want, we don't have time for this. We have to move on to it. We've got a busy show. You said it yourself. It's a very packed show. We don't have time for this trivia stuff going back to 2010. You should be happy about this, that the Philadelphia Flyers came back from a three to nothing deficit in the series against the Boston Bruins and were down three to nothing in game seven in Boston. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you're going to talk. And, <laughs> I thought you're going to talk about Canadians getting that was the, out by the conference Flyers. finals. This was the yeah. Eastern Conference semifinals. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm saying the Hurricanes can't go down three nothing to the Bruins tonight because well hey it's it's very rare and the Flyers did it nine years ago to the day today was game seven of that Eastern Conference semifinal against the Bruins the Bruins were up three to nothing in the series then the Flyers came back won three in a row we're playing game seven on this day nine years ago in Boston they were down three to nothing in the game. Boston and all that, all their fans thought they had it in the bag, and the Flyers came back and beat them to advance to the Eastern Conference Final against the Canadians. And we don't need to talk about that. That's fine. Fine. The more thing important is, thing is, is Carolina no, had the, things yeah. in hand. They had things in hand in Game One. And some really questionable officiating turned that game well, around yeah. and really turned the series around uh, because mm-hmm. then Carolina had nothing. They looked tired. Morazic was awful in, in game two. And uh, so now up to nothing. But Carolina, um, certainly that second period, they looked much better than, than the Bruins. Uh, and so if they can just get back to that and with their, their home ice fans win tonight, we'll, um, um, give them some confidence and, and uh, we'll let them know this is still a series. Absolutely. They have to do it tonight. They're not going to be able to replicate what the Flyers did. Um, you can't let, can't let Boston take that much of a lead. So hopefully, hopefully the bunch of jerks will do the deed tonight. Get it done. Uh, but moving on to some Canadians news. Speaking of tournaments that are going on, um, and I, we've we've mentioned this young man's name a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, and he just keeps giving us more and more reasons to keep mentioning his name. Uh, C- Canadians prospect Nick Suzuki uh, playing with the Guelph Storm um, in the OHL Championship Series against the Ottawa 67s. Uh, he, they have managed to uh, defeat the 67s. They're moving on to the Memorial Cup. Um, but he now has, not only was he named the playoff MVP, uh, he now holds the Guelph Storm's record for points in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to say he had something like 38 points in 22 games or something like that. Um, interestingly enough, the last to score that many in the OHL was in 2017, someone by the name of Alex Debrinkat, who I know you were hoping would also eventually be a Canadian's prospect uh, at the draft a few years ago. Um, yeah, it's uh, Nick Suzuki just, my goodness, just just tearing it up. And I think uh, with what Guelph has put together coming back uh, in, in the fashion that they did um, to advance to the Memorial Cup and the way that they're doing it, particularly Nick Suzuki, it's just been really something amazing to watch uh, and exciting for Canadians fans, for sure. Absolutely, for sure. And and Guelph is such an unlikely um, 
OHL champion, given, uh, you know, they were down in, in each of their series 2 nothing, and, and had to come back in each and every one uh, with Suzuki playing a, uh, a big part in that. And now uh, they go on uh, to the Memorial Cup. Memorial Cup will start uh, this Friday. Um, Guelph doesn't get underway until uh, Saturday uh, against uh, Brian Naranda. Uh, the the Q champion Prince Raider um, Prince Albert Raiders uh, are the WHL champion, and then the host Halifax Mooseheads uh, round out the four teams. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's if uh, uh, Nick Suzuki is on quite a roll here, and we'll see if he can carry that right through um, in Halifax uh, for the uh, Memorial Cup tournament. Should be fun. Flyers fans should be equally excited because playing on that Guelph Storm team with Nick Suzuki is Isaac Ratcliffe, uh, who is certainly uh, no shortage of, of contributions from him uh, during this championship run as well. Um, so, so both of those young men are, are really um, doing a lot for Guelph. I mean, think about it. They, they, they beat Kitchener four to nothing, and then had comebacks in every series. I mean, I think I think they've now become the ones that, for this Memorial Cup, I think everybody's going to be excited to see what the Guelph Storm can do um, because they've just been they've been facing adversity and 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 triumphing over it at every turn. And as you say, Suzuki's been quite pivotal um, at each level, and and Isaac Ratcliffe has has been right there uh, with him as well. Good chemistry between Radcliffe and Suzuki. They've they're a formidable uh, pair, and uh, and uh, Radcliffe, in his own right, quite an impressive uh, young man. We met him at the Flyers uh, development camp and had a chance to mm-hmm. talk to him one on one, and and he's uh, quiet, focused. Um, he's uh, very businesslike, um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, Flyers fans should keep uh, keep an eye on him as well. He's going to be a good one. So, with the teams that are that are representing in in the Memorial Cup this year, uh, last year there was there was plenty of drama in the Memorial Cup. Do you do you think it's going to be a, a pretty exciting tournament again this year? Always, yeah. It's, series, it's, it's always it's it's always a very difficult tournament to predict. Uh, some teams have had longer layoffs than than others, um, particularly the you know when you look at at the host team, um, and the host team plays kind of a a different role than most uh, most tournaments, and and uh, they can play a factor. So it's it's uh, and uh, Halifax, I'm sure they'll pack the uh, the place, and and uh, should be a should be a great tournament. Absolutely, plenty of uh, and and a good a good hockey hockey town uh, to be to have the um, Memorial Cup in this year. So, as you say, the fans should be should be really into it um, this year. So, be sure to keep an eye out for them. The Canadians also have a, a couple of other guys um, in the tournament. Rick, uh, we we've spoken before about Joel Teasdale, um, and so he will be. He will be with the winners of the QMJHL um, championship series. And I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of their team because I will butcher it. Uh, They're the Huskies. I will say that. That's the Huskies. (laughs) Um, So Joel Teasdale's one to watch uh, as well. Interesting to note that he ranked second in scoring in the playoffs just behind Suzuki. So, you know, it's particularly for... Okay, let's talk about how that relates to the Laval Rocket for a second. You've got a Laval Rocket team who, Rick, this year had a lot of struggles in getting the puck into the back of their opponent's net. And coming into the Memorial Cup, you've got two guys who are ranked number one and two for scoring in the CHL playoffs. That's got to be a, a beacon of hope coming down the pipeline. <laughs> I, I know that, that many um, fans are penciling um, Nick Suzuki in already into the Canadians lineup, a, a lineup that that could use a dynamic scoring winger, uh, particularly uh, to help out the power play. Um, I would like to see Nick Suzuki in in Laval, um, mm-hmm. and uh, 
one of the one of uh, his uh, Achilles heels, let's say, is is his uh, his physical game and, and his his ability to compete against bigger forwards, his ability to go in and forecheck against bigger defensemen. Um, and uh, so to be able to to refine his game um, uh, and uh, in his conversion to the pro program game in Laval would be um, uh, I, I think would be um, helpful to him. Uh, and mm-hmm. it certainly would be helpful to Laval, who, as you said, had trouble scoring. Uh, but listen, uh, you know, he um he had a very good camp last year, and uh, if he continues what he's doing um, in uh, in the playoffs here in uh, the Canadians' training camp, uh, you know the Canadians may may take a chance and and uh, and keep him in in the lineup at the big club. Well, that's yet to be played out. Not a horrible thing to to have to wonder at which level uh, a young man like that is could be playing out. It means that he's got plenty of potential upside. Um, so it'll, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on that for sure. Uh, the and, third uh, player that the, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go, go right ahead. I no. was just going to, I <laughs> expect you're going to talk about uh, Cole Fonstad from the Prince Albert yeah. Raiders. And, and uh, he had a very good season as well uh, with 73 points and, and uh, able to put the puck in the net. Prince Albert, all, all, uh, the WHA also put all, always puts up a, um, a good uh, fight in the Memorial Cup, and, and uh, we'll see what uh, what kind of role that Cole Fonstad plays in that. And he'll actually be one of he'll be the first of the Canadians' prospects that you'll have a chance to watch uh, in the tournament as uh, the Raiders are facing off against the Halifax Mooseheads for the opening game in the tournament on Friday night. Uh, so Cole Fonstad will be the first that you'll get to see uh, of of the four prospects in total that we talked about. Uh, Memorial Cup hockey is always great hockey to watch. Uh, don't uh, for for those of you uh, who who I know I know our Canadian listeners are uh, well acclimated with the Memorial Cup and and junior hockey and so forth. Um, and I'm sure plenty of our um, American listeners are are familiar with it as well but perhaps not um haven't watched it quite as closely for no greater reason than uh it's difficult to get tv coverage here in the states of of some of these types of tournaments um but it is tremendous hockey uh these these young players are the best of the best of their draft draft uh, draft classes playing uh in junior in in junior hockey uh, throughout Canada, and um, many of them will go on to make very big impacts um, at the AHL and NHL levels. So do not miss the Memorial Cup uh, coming up this weekend. We also don't want you to miss our next segment because we've got lots of the AHL action to talk about and some news coming out of uh, the AHL head office, front offices, that's going to make a big impact across the league uh, that you don't want to miss out on. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take one quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get right into uh, segment two as we go around the AHL. So don't go anywhere. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. 
Welcome back to the From the Press Box podcast right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, of course, joined every week by my fabulous co-host, Rick Stevens. And be sure to uh, find us online. Always check out the website at ahl.report. That's ahl.report. And you can also, of course, always join in our conversation 24-7 on Twitter. Hit us up at the AHL Report on Twitter anytime during the week. uh, And we'll be happy to uh, answer your questions, take your comments, just have a little Fun out there in hockey Twitter land. Uh, Rick, talking about fun in in hockey Twitter land, I think just uh, fun in general <laughs> for uh, for the teams that were are currently in the Calder Cup playoffs. Particularly if you are someone who plays for or is a fan of the Toronto Marlies or the Charlotte Checkers, because well, they just. Uh, didn't even bat an eye in the division finals uh, with a quite a quite good series for both of those teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Marlies haven't lost a game in uh, the first two rounds of the playoffs, sweeping um, both Cleveland um, and the Rochester Americans. And uh, Charlotte has w- lost just once. Um, in mm-hmm. winning seven games against the Bruins and, and uh, the Hershey Bears. Um, and so both have, have uh, mowed, mowed down some very good teams. Uh, and now head-to-head, they get to uh, settle things. Um, the Marlies kind of uh, – Charlotte, uh, the class of the AHL all year long, uh, and the Marlies yeah. kind of that, that late push – um, and uh, they've been dynamite in the playoffs, and and this um, is the third Eastern Conference Final for the um, Toronto Marlies in the past four seasons. Uh, so obviously they're they're doing something right. Absolutely, and they're the defending Calder Cup champions, uh, the Checkers uh, Conference Finals for the first time since 2011. So they're going to be very excited to be there. I think that this series, I mean this is essentially the two big guns uh, in the Eastern conference from all season long. Um, And, and as you say, they've, they made, they made it look easy uh, in the two series they've played up to this point. Now I think they get down to business. Um, You know, I, I would love to see this go seven games. uh, And I think it it has the potential to do that. Um, But I think it's going to be, I, it's not going to be quite the cakewalk that it's been for them up to this point on either side of of the uh, of the ice, and uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be some really really entertaining hockey for sure. And last year we were on site for the Eastern Conference Final. Um, it was it was much easier at that point. The, the Marley swept the Phantoms uh, in the Eastern Conference Final last year. Yeah, uh, a little bit that that. Uh, I don't think it's going to go that way this, this year. Um, Mm -mm. But the Marlies have, you know, it's, it's, we, we talked early in the season about them having trouble in goal and, and uh, right off the hop, they lost what would have been their two uh, goaltenders in McElhaney and, and uh, Picard to, uh, to waivers. And it took a while to get that sorted out, but um, Casascuo in, in uh, the playoffs is seven and oh, one five six uh, goals against, and if and if he falters at all, you got uh, Hutchinson ready to back up, uh, very well, capable. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 and these organizations. I think we have to talk about these organizations too. Uh, the mm-hmm. Leafs, who um, who uh, had a had a, a a strong season and then were sidelined by the Bruins. Um, Carolina, who um, is still in the, um, uh, as we talked about earlier, still in the in the conference finals. In fact, uh, Carolina. So uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are in the conference finals for the NHL. Charlotte Checkers in the conference final for the AHL, and Carolina's ECHL franchise, the Florida Everblades, are in the conference final in the ECHL. And just so happens 
they're facing the Newfoundland Growlers, who are the ECHL affiliate of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, hmm. So the AHL and ECHL features uh, in the conference final features the same um, uh, franchises. And uh, I, I think that, and now the, the Growlers are up uh, uh, two nothing in that series, but, but Charlotte um, is, or sorry, Carolina is still has a chance to be a, a Stanley Cup winner, a Calder Cup winner, and a Kelly Cup winner all in the same season, which Whoa. is which is phenomenal. That's that's just that's just phenomenal. Now that's a parade, you know. That, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's a parade. Well, I don't. And, and down right? in Florida, down in Florida, you have. Uh, uh, fan favorite Joe Cox, who led the Florida uh, Everblades uh, <laughs> with 61 points in the regular season, of course, played nine games for the Laval Rocket. He did. We won't talk about what the Florida Everblades started as his. Oh, I thought you were going to mention that for sure. Yeah. You know, when, well, the Florida Everblades are the ones that are tweeting out there. When I say, every time he scores yeah. a goal, when I say Joe, you say. Okay, well, no, let's, let's yeah. move on. Okay. Um, All right, moving on then. But, but this, this game <laughs> one, this game one too, um, uh, is, takes place on Friday and the two teams have, have had nine or 10 days of, of rest and, and recovery time and practice time and, and, and strategizing time. Uh, it's, it's going to be uh this is going to be a really good series. I think they're going to need the first five minutes to settle down. I imagine the first five minutes is going to be a hot mess because as you said, they've had a lot of time to sit and get amped up about this and think about it and not play hockey and, and, so they're going to be chomping at the bit to get out there and, and start lighting it up. So um, <laughs> the emotions might be running pretty high for the first few minutes until things settle down. Um, it'll be, it'll be really fun to watch for sure. Really, really fun to watch. Uh, you can of course uh, tune in on AHL TV uh, to watch that on Friday night game one in Charlotte. So the series does, Charlotte does have home ice advantage. So, uh, best team two in games the in Ch- Yep. That's right. Two games in Charlotte, then three games in Toronto, two games back in Charlotte, depending on how long, uh, the series goes. So, um, and for in. what it's worth, Seven. for what it's worth, um, and in these kind of series, regular season doesn't mean a lot, but for what it's worth, there was four games between these two teams in the regular season. Marley's mm-hmm. won three of them. Mm. Well, they do say everything changes in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Best of luck. It's going to be a good series. Be sure to tune in. But I don't know what's, I don't know what's more exciting the Eastern Conference Final or the Western Conference Final, which just got determined last night uh, as the Chicago Wolves, the Iowa Wild, were playing their game six where the Wolves were up three to two in the series. And at the same time then last night, the San Diego Gulls and the Bakersfield Condors were playing their game six in which the Gulls were up three to two in the series. And Rick? The Wolves and the Gulls both finished off their series last night, sent Iowa and Bakersfield packing. So you've got a well, Chicago-San yeah, Diego I, matchup. The beginning of the season, I picked Chicago as one of the two finalists uh, in the Calder Cup, and, and uh, they're mm-hmm. still on track. Dan Carr um, doing a fine job, uh, former uh, Canadians prospect Dan Carr with the Chicago Wolves. On the other side, you have the San Diego uh, Gulls, and and we know several players there with uh, Adam Cracknell moving on from uh, Laval uh, to uh, play for San Diego. Of course, behind the bench, you have Sylvain Lefebvre, former head coach of the Laval Rocket, and and, uh, so those two will be meeting in a a conference final. And, and you know, fans don't have as much of an exposure to – 
necessarily to to those teams. Um, but I think it's interesting that um, San Diego, um, and you, you may not expect this, led the AHL in attendance uh, this season with an average mm. of uh, just over 9,000 per, uh, per game. So I'm sure they're going to be uh, packing the place for um, the series against Chicago and, and against Chicago, uh, Chicago being the um, Las Vegas, uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, affiliate. Absolutely. It's, it's really going to be something to watch. Um, Dan Carr actually, I believe had the game winner last night. Uh, he and Cody glass broke a one-to-one tie by scoring goals, 25 seconds apart late in the second period. And, and I believe it was Dan Carr's goal um, with just about two and a half minutes left to go in the second period, uh, which was the game winner. Um redirected a, a centering pass from Quinny and uh, Andrew Hammond couldn't handle it. Um, so good for Dan Carr, really excited to see. I mean, he's just been, as we've said, he has been, uh, what a season Dan Carr has had uh, the Chicago Wolves. You, you, you put your finger on that quite early in the season um, and uh, happy to see them uh, moving on. Um, this is, uh, the first conference final for Chicago since 2008, uh, which uh, may come as a little bit of a surprise since, since um, you know, they, they make the playoffs quite often, but they haven't advanced this far in the playoffs uh, in, in 11 years. Um, and so despite the, the stacked amount of talent that Chicago always has, uh, they're going to be very excited to get to the conference final on the other side of things for San Diego. Um, this is the first uh, this is San Diego's first trip to the to the conference finals um, for the Anaheim Ducks AHL franchise, uh, not necessarily always in San Diego. It's the first time that Anaheim's AHL team has made the final four since 2008 as well. But back then it was when they were the Portland Pirates. So um, both teams uh lot of a lot of excitement uh not only for their teams and their players but for their organizations in general uh getting to this conference final and hey you know everyone wanted to everyone wanted to dump on Sylvain Lefebvre for the season that the Laval Rocket had last year but I don't he he may be an assistant coach with San Diego but I'm sorry you don't get to the conference final without a, a, a very good coaching staff behind the bench uh, to help guide your players. And so congratulations to, to him and Adam Cracknell and the rest of the goals as well. I, so I, I am totally torn. Um, this series also kicks off on Friday night. They play at eight o'clock. So it's almost like, ah, you have to decide one starts at one series starts at seven. The next series um, starts at eight, but Eastern, um, so just order them both up and, and flip between the two because I think both of these series are going to be really fun to watch. With that being said, there's a little news, Rick, that we should uh, mention. And again, I, I, re- I don't believe that there's a press release about this on the AHL website. Uh, and so if you if you there's this many people may have missed this. Um Dave Andrews has been the president and CEO of uh, the AHL for, my goodness, 25 years, 26 years, something like that. Um, And, yeah, there was a little bit of news about Mr. Andrews that came out uh, within the last week or so, which which could have a big impact uh, around the league, wouldn't you say? Um, I think it was – I believe it was Elliot Friedman – reported and and you're right i don't think uh anything has come out officially but uh, i believe it was elliot uh friedman uh reporting from the ahl uh board meetings um who said that um president and ceo uh dave andrews had announced to the board uh that this upcoming season his 26th uh would be his final season that and that he would retire uh june 30th 2020 um, as uh, as president and CEO of 
of the AHL, and um, that he's going to leave some pretty big shoes to fill because um, enormous. Yeah, he's had a huge impact in his. Uh, well, it will be 26 years uh, in the role, and um, uh, the 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 change that has happened since uh, since he took over from. Uh, Jack Butterfield um, has been incredible, both in terms of of franchises and uh, attendance, uh, and and the the uh, uh, transition of of players from the uh, the AHL to the NHL. Uh, it's been a it's been a great success, and also been a place where um, uh, rules have uh, whether whether it's three on three overtime or, or touch icing or, or whatever it is, uh, there, the AHL has, uh, uh, been the, 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 the proving ground or the testing ground for, for some of these, uh, um, new rules that were later adopted by the, the NHL. And, um, uh, Dave Andrews has, has, um, managed it all rather master masterfully. And, and, uh, you look at, um, this summer, um, and we talked about last week, we talked about the situation, um, with the Penguins, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and, and that mm-hmm. lease situation, uh, was resolved. Um, and, uh, so for this, this coming off season, there's going to be player signings and movement and there's going to be coaches signings and, um, front office kind of moves, but uh, there's going to be franchise stability. And a lot of that has to do with uh, the, the guidance of, of Dave Andrews. Um, And, you know, he's, he, when we, when we talked to him at the all-star game, um, the all-star weekend, he talked about planning already and the, 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 the work that he's doing for a, to add one more team to the, AHL and that will be the AHL affiliate of uh, the new NHL Seattle franchise. So um, uh, he's, he's just done a wonder. And if, if you haven't had a chance to talk to him, we have many times both in, in terms of, of uh, press scrums and asking him questions, but also one-on-one and, and Mm -hmm. he's, he's very interested in, in uh, uh, your, you know, our views on things. Um, he he's very much a a bottom up guy. If think of Gary Bettman and 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 flip the <laughs> flip the script, just the complete opposite yeah. of Gary Bettman. And, Absolutely. Um, he's very genuine, very sincere, very down to earth. Um, knows hockey extremely well. Um, um, educated uh, man, and uh, and and certainly uh, in the hockey. F- uh, community very very well respected extremely I, hands down the AHL would not be the league that it is today without the leadership of Dave Andrews at the helm uh, he is too humble and modest to, to ever acknowledge something like that um, but without a doubt he has been key in turning the AHL into you know not just the minor leagues, but truly a, a, a development team for the NHL. Um, as you mentioned, it's it's a place to test out new rules that get adapted into the into the NHL um, rules. Uh, it's, it's a training ground for NHL players. It's a training ground for NHL coaches. It's a training ground for NHL officials, um, and it has an enormous impact on the National Hockey League. Um, not to mention it's just great hockey and there are, you know, we talk about the NHL effect with the league, but there are plenty of guys who are career AHLers who play tremendous hockey and still sacrifice a lot and, and don't give up on their dream. It's just, um, it's a tremendous league and Dave Andrews has been key in making it what it is and, and continually having the vision to keep growing the league. I mean, one example you know, Rick, you just talked about how the the lease agreement needed to come into place for Wilkes-Barre Scranton and and their arena uh, and so forth. But even just this this season, in Dave Andrews hearing hearing fans and media folks and so forth 
and taking action about things that just aren't working. Uh, and so rolled out the brand new AHL TV this year um, to great success. Uh, prices, it just makes the league so much more accommodating and accessible for fans and, and, and things of that nature. And it's things like that, that yes, in his 25th and going into his 26th years, Dave Andrews is still finding ways uh, to keep innovating within the league. And as you said, uh, the shoes he is going to leave to fill. I, I do not envy the person who ends up, who, who, who becomes the next president and CEO of the AHL because those are just gigantic. Those are canoe sized shoes to fill. Um, it's going to be, that's going to be a tough call. <laughs> it's going to be a tough job to follow up uh, what Dave Andrews has done for sure. Well, um, let's, let's say they have to be goalie skates. Um, yes. <laughs> it has to be a, has to be a former goaltender with, with Dave Andrews in his playing career, uh, playing goal in the CIS uh, uh, varsity varsity teams. Um, yeah, I th- I th- I think we need another goal. T- I might I might be a little biased on that, but I think we need another goaltender to take. Well, over. you know, they tend to be very measured and and very intelligent. Smart, so, uh, smart as anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I am I getting brownie points today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but coupled with that, I was t- and I have to say I was I was. I mean, I'm Dave Andrews has paid his dues. He's he's put in a lot of work at the AHL. I'm I'm going to be sad to see him go. He is a joy to work with. Um, very and just as you said, just a downright nice guy. Um, but I was also a bit taken aback by this news because at the state of the league address at the AHL All Star Game in Springfield this year, someone asked him uh, because his mm-hmm. his contract was was up. Um, and so he's just re-signed a new uh, multi-year deal, I believe. And, and he flat out said at the State of the League address, no, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm not retiring yet. I'm looking forward to, you know, another few years um, with the AHL and so forth. And then to hear five months later that uh, this next season will be his last. I was, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised at that, but. Well, a couple of years back when we were traveling around with the uh, folks from the St. John's Ice Caps, um, mm-hmm. there was uh, some uh, there were some murmurs. Uh, I don't even think they were rumors, but murmurs about uh, Dave Andrews um, looking to, to to move elsewhere. And and um, and at that time, um, it was uh, the the uh, uh, head of the ice caps, uh, Glenn Stanford, that was being talked about as a potential. Uh, now Glenn Stanford right. has moved into um, bringing the, the ECHL to, to St. John's and um, uh, is, is CEO of the, of the growlers. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, uh, those rumors or those murmurs kind of died uh, quite quickly. And, and uh, there's been no more talk about that, but as you say, it's hard to even imagine um, who would be uh, able to to do the kinds of things uh, um, in in the same kind of manner and and uh, uh, caring way that uh, that Dave Andrews has uh, caring and and firm. Um, I think that mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and he hasn't been afraid to uh, to to uh, take on uh, challenges, whether they be with the rules or whether they, they be with uh, managing new franchises coming into uh, to the league. Absolutely. He's been instrumental. Um, he will be missed, but thankfully, thankfully, we do get one more season with Dave Andrews. Uh, so we are going to make the best of it for sure. Uh, and I, Rick, I think the first thing I said to you was, I'm going to bet that uh, next year's state of the league address at the all-star game is going to be a bit more significant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so in we will, Ontario, uh, California, absolutely in California, not one to be missed. Uh, you also do not want to miss our third segment coming up right after this short break. We're going to go beyond the AHL. We're going to go overseas and we're going to go over to the IIHF World Championships taking place right now. I believe there are some games happening right now as we speak. Uh, so we are going to check in, see how uh 
all the countries are doing and remind you of who's uh, who's playing over there right now, who you might want to keep an eye on. So don't go anywhere. We will be at, back right after this quick break with more right here on From the Press Box. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, of course, joined by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Rick Stevens. Uh, you can also find us, in addition to, to chatting with us at the AHL Report on Twitter, you can find us each individually as well on Twitter. Uh, Rick, you'll find at AllHabs, and you'll find me at Flyers Rule. Um, and uh, we'd always love to hear from you any day of the week, not just show day. Uh, so. Be on the lookout for us out there in the Twitterverse. Uh, we're so glad you're back here for segment three as we go beyond the AHL, Rick. Um, you know, maybe it's just because I like getting to watch hockey for almost every day of the hockey of, of the calendar year, but I really, I really enjoy, and it's not like there's not enough hockey going on with, with the playoffs and, and whatnot, but um, getting to watch some international hockey with the IIHF world championships going on right now is also really fun. It's like, you know, it's like the Olympics on a non-Olympic year. It's, it's kind of fun to, to get behind your country or your favorite hockey countries and, uh, and see what they can do. And, and so far it's been a, it's been a fun tournament. And unlike the Olympics, uh, you don't necessarily have the best players uh, for each country at the World Championships. It's kind of the right. uh, the leftovers, <laughs> to, <laughs> so it kind of it kind of evens the playing field to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, except if you're playing Great Britain, um, but but almost uh, you know uh, we saw Canada um, uh, open up with with. Uh, um, uh, 3-1 loss to Finland. We saw the United States open the tournament with a, a 4-1 loss to Slovakia. And, and even uh, yesterday's game um, between Slovakia and Canada, it ended up 6-5. Mark Stone, um, 6-5 for Canada over Slovakia. Mark Stone scored with uh, a second left um, with the Canadian uh, Team Canada on the power play. Um, and, um, you know, th- there's, there's, uh, I would say, um, questionable goaltending at times. And certainly there has been, uh, <laughs> for, bit. for the, for team Canada, um, there's questionable officiating, um, and, um, uh, in, in, in the Slovakia game, uh, a goal by Thomas Tatar was, was called off. Actually, that was the correct call, um, uh, with uh, with some goalie interference happening there, um, but the end, uh, you know, it's in Slovakia, Slovakia this year, Bratislava, and and uh, the fans um, the, cheering a little differently, and and uh, and certainly uh, rather than booing, whistling their di- disapproval, and actually there was quite a controversy, and and uh, it's blast uh, all over the the news in, in Bratislava that uh, the Slovakia fans whistled right through the Canadian anthem uh, post game. They were so upset with the, with the result, which is a, uh, you know, obviously uh, 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 offensive and, and, and a slight to, to, to the country. So a bit of poor sportsmanship there, but um, it's just, uh, <laughs> you never know. What's going to happen? The only thing you do know is that those Skoda cars are going to be parked in the corner uh, of each of the stands um, 
which look rather silly every time I see them. But other than that, it's uh, it's some fun hockey. And the Slovakia, the Canada game was chippy. There were scrums after every whistle, and um, Love it, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's it's it's. I think it's just interesting that as as soon as these players put on their country's crest on that sweater, it's like. Instant turnaround to oh yeah, what other countries do we hate? What, because those 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 country to country rivalries on the ice just immediately seem to come back. Uh, it does not take long for for old grudges to resurface, and uh, you know memories get really short suddenly when when these tournaments start. And and yeah, it's it's exciting hockey. Um, so currently in Group A. Uh, Finland is is currently winning uh, Group A with Germany, Canada, and Denmark uh, close behind. USA is in fifth place right now. Um, played three games, five, uh, let's see, one win, one overtime win, and one loss. Canada has uh, six points with two wins and one loss. Um, so Finns, Germans, and Canadians uh, in the first three spots there. In Group B, the Russians are undefeated. They are the only undefeated team in the tournament. Uh, so the Russians have won three games, uh, followed by the Swiss, and then the Swedes, and then the Czechs. Um, so fun stuff to watch. But there are – Rick, there's there's a whole – the Canadians have one or two guys that we can be watching for. One or two, <laughs> a couple, a couple of guys. Uh, there's, uh, I mentioned Thomas Tatar playing uh, for Slovakia. There, David Skloniczka is playing for the the Czechs. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. going to be names that you're going to recognize um, uh, because it's a, it's an odd mix of um, a confused mix. What's the word in French for a confused mix? Um, uh, th- I love that word. Um, but um, of eight of, of players, you know, former prospects, uh, AHL play, players, NHL players um, mm-hmm. coming up next for Canada is uh, France. And you get Alexandre Texier, who uh, mm-hmm. we saw uh, play for the Cleveland Monsters in the AHL um, this year. Um, uh, then he went on to um, uh was in uh, the playoffs for Columbus. Uh, and now he's playing for France. Um, you've got uh, former Canadians prospect, Tim Bozen, uh playing for uh, team France. Um, and uh, we remember Tim having that, that uh, medical issue and, and uh, right. uh, coming back from that, but he had played for uh, the, the St. John, he played for the, the, the Hamilton Bulldogs and then the St. John's ice caps and, and then, uh, uh, Springfield, I think, and uh, in the AHL, and then w- has been playing in the uh, um, Swiss League. Um, so he will be. You'll see him against uh, playing for France against Team Canada next. Um, there's the, on the Flyers side. I know there's there's uh, a whole list of players. Uh, from Flyers that organization. are well represented. Yeah. Yeah. Go, no, go right ahead. No, I'll I'll let you I'll let you take that. <laughs> no, I was yeah I was just uh, supporting what you were saying. Just well represented, even uh, you know Sean Couturier, Carter Hart. Uh, that we talked about that before. James Van Riemsdyk playing for the U.S. Uh, Voracek and Gudas playing for the Czechs. Lindblom and Hogg playing for Sweden. And don't forget Michael Roffel in Austria. And Rick, there's also someone on the coaching side for the Flyers that uh, they might want to keep an eye on. Well, for both the Canadians and the Flyers, you have Kirk Muller and Elaine Vigneault uh, teaming mm-hmm. up behind the Team Canada bench. Uh, Kirk Muller being the uh, associate coach in Montreal and Elaine Vigneault um, now taking up the head co- coaching role in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, one other thing, one of the roster thing that I thought was interesting, we, you know, we talked, uh, as you mentioned, David Sklanichka, uh Laval Rocket uh, defenseman playing for the Czechs. Um, he doesn't have any points, but he is plus two in the tournament so far. Um, and we had talked about, we, t- we talked, if you have listened to uh, to this show all season long, you know that we talked at length about he, 
the inseparable pair that he and uh, Moravchik were. Um, and then Moravchik uh, being sent down to the ECHL uh, a little unceremoniously and then, and then choosing to, um, to go back to Europe. Well, they're reunited and it feels so good because <laughs> Moravchik is also playing for the Czechs. He's got a plus one on the tournament so far. So Sklenichka and Moravchik back together again. Look at that. Nice. It is. It's very nice. So um, I have to ask. And the, and the Canadians in the U.S. are in the same group this year. Who's who's going to come out with a better uh, record from this tournament, the Canadians or the U.S.? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Um, if, the, if, the, if, if Canada keeps getting the kind of goaltending they've been getting, um, my goodness, they're going to have a tough time. But it's not we'll, Carter we'll Hart's fault. Not no, it isn't. Fault. No, no. <laughs> Matt Guitar Murray. Um, oh, that's right, Matt Murray. I forgot. Yeah, that's not. That's not great. That's not great. It's fun to watch. Uh, I do know, uh, of course, if you live in Canada, uh, you get all the coverage that you could possibly want, and then some. Here in the U.S., uh, we actually do get coverage of this on the NHL Network, uh, so be sure you're tuning in. As I said, uh, right now, um, there are some games happening. Uh, there's a bunch of games happening today. Um, some have happened already. I, there's there's just a ton of games every day, so tune in. Um, and as we mentioned, if you're a Flyers fan, a Canadians fan, or just a hockey fan in general, there's, there's uh, plenty of guys to keep an eye on um, and root for, and I'm going to have to get into the rotation of you know, every national team shirt that I have depending, you know, I'm going to have to be changing clothes like four times a day, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's just like the Memorial cup. This is fun hockey that you don't want to miss out on either. So be sure you're tuning in and be sure that you uh, tune in, not only to this lovely podcast every Tuesday where we just continue to bring you great hockey news all year long. Uh, but Rick, there are a few other podcasts here on Rocket Sports Radio uh, that our listeners can uh, can listen to when they're waiting anxiously for the next episode of From the Press Box to come on. Every Saturday is Canadians Connection. Every Saturday is a live podcast at one Eastern. Um, um, the Canadians Connection, focusing on the the Montreal Canadians. That's Joe Whalen and myself. Uh, mm-hmm. You can, of course, listen to that podcast anytime on demand. But if you want to join live and interact and call in, uh, you're welcome to do that. Um, there is Have a Listen, and, and Lewis and Gibby have been uh, putting out uh, podcasts a little less frequently at the end of, of every round of the playoffs. They have been uh, putting together an episode. You can uh, certainly listen to those. And Habs Unfiltered. Uh, that's our can of forces guys, Matt, Blaine, and Treg. Um, and uh, Treg's just coming back uh, uh, from the uh, naval assignment, and Matt is over in Kuwait, um, and Blaine's in Halifax. So uh, you can listen to that podcast uh, as well, and, and some of the back episodes, uh, all on, as well as from the press box, uh, all on Rocket Sports Radio. Absolutely. So what you can do uh, and tell, tell your friends as well, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast platform, type in rocket sports radio, and you'll find all four of those podcasts. And I mean, we're talking iTunes, overcast, Stitcher, tune in blog talk radio, Spotify, search for rocket sports radio on Spotify and newly added Google play music as well. So you can find us anywhere. Uh, There's no excuse. You can't miss an episode because it's just way too easy to find us. Um, while you're at it, be sure you're following us on all levels of social media. That's at the AHL Report on Twitter. It's at AHL Report on Facebook and Instagram. Also, and uh, for you Flyers fans out there, don't let the name uh, throw you, but go to our YouTube page, uh, All Habs Hockey Magazine, Um 
on YouTube and you will find a bevy of videos, uh, flyers, uh, flyers and Canadians related prospects, development camps, uh, post game scrums, uh, all exclusive, mostly one-on-one interviews uh, with, with folks from the flyers organization, folks from the Montreal Canadians organization, make sure you subscribe, make sure you sign up for notifications, make sure you rate and review, give it five stars, tell them you love it. That's how other people, uh, you know, gets bumped up to the top of that suggestion, suggestion, uh, algorithm when people are looking for these kinds of, uh, these kinds of sites and content. So make sure you do all of that, spread the love, share the love, uh, and we can keep bringing you great content like we do all year long. Just like today's episode. Fabulous episode. It's a great episode. You know, it's there are, as we always say, there's no off season here at uh, the AHL report and from the press box. And so we will have our eyes glued to the Memorial cup, the Calder cup playoffs, the Stanley cup playoffs and the IIHF world championships all happening this week. So we'll have plenty to talk about next Tuesday when we come back. Um, Rick, I would I would tell you to enjoy your week, but I know Friday is going to be a very good day for you when you hunt down some cherry cobbler. <laughs> cherry cobbler, cherry pie, cherry anything, cherry coke. It, you're just going to take some cherry. Day. You're going to take some cherry pie and you're just going to chop it all up and say it's cobbler. Is that is that the recipe? Is that what you do? All right. You could. That's that could be like the you know. It could be like the quick and dirty version of cherry cobbler. Just take a pie and smash it up and it's cobbler. It sounds like like my kind of cooking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, thank you for being here. It was a great episode and uh, always, always glad to co-host with you. And thanks to everyone out there for tuning in and listening. Uh, It's been a, it's been a fun week. Hit us up on social media and meet us right back here next Tuesday on From the Press Box for another fabulous episode where we're talking hockey. See you then. And keep on wishing. Remember your dreams is your only scheme. So keep on pushing.